And we're live. I should have named the show that. Hey guys, it's Angela Humphreys. It's November 27th, 2021. I'm just doing a quick broadcast to follow up on um, a live stream that I noticed earlier today after I finished a recording with uh, Michelle Antoine. You may have heard it already. Um, it's published to my Substack, which is just my first name backwards. Angela is my first name. And so it would be Alegna substack.com and there you can hear the audio version of our it was a long conversation over an hour and um we talked about specifically panoramaeducation.com so panorama panorama <laughs> kids in the shower getting yelled at so panorama um is a controversial issue i don't want to dig into that again but i do want to um talk about the difference between this CDC, the Centers for Disease Con Control or P Control, Disease Control and Prevention. Um, I want to discuss the difference between the, their type of survey, which uh, you may have already seen it in a variety of school settings, uh, middle school and higher. Um, but I want to point out um, the difference between their survey and um, SEL style surveys, and then um, throw a couple of examples your way. So um, this is this this on the screen right here is an example of what the CDC has uh, already started putting out, and they've partnered with um, North Carolina K through 12 public schools. And so here you can see there's an acronym YRBS, so Youth Risk Behavior Survey. Um, is abbreviated online. This was very easy for me to find. The survey is about health behavior. I don't really care what it's about. I just want people to know that. Um, it So it looked like fear was being used to drive people to just be outraged. And so that's the reason why I'm doing this uh, broadcast today. So people are better informed and are not just reactionary based on um, emotions and volatility. We have a lot of that going on and um, drives a lot of conversations. And if we can just uh, calm down and, and check out the actual information presented here before us, um, we can deal with things uh, a little bit better, in my opinion. So that's just my opinion. So anyway, so you can see here, it says, do not write your name on the survey answers you will give you give will be kept private. No one will know what you write. I don't know if I trust the CDC after, you know, 2020 and 21 personally, but you can choose whatever you want to do. Answer the questions based on what you really do or, or what you really, okay, interesting. So don't lie is what they're saying. Completing the survey is voluntary. So you can go back and read this since it's in the, this will be uh, posted on my Rumble channel if you want to see this document but I am trying to read it for the people who uh, do listen to the audio version only. So then the document um, is multiple pages. It talks about um, a student's age, uh, their gender, their grade, what's their height. And if you scroll on down, I believe it's 10 pages total, you get into more controversial topics about um, sexu sexuality, um, like right here, we can see question, question number 25 asks, during the past 12 months, have you ever been the victim of teasing or name calling because someone thought you were gay, lesbian, or bisexual? And A is yes, B is no. Um, 
Also question number 23 reads, during the past 12 months, have you ever been electronically bullied? Electronically is in bold print. Count being bullied through texting, Instagram, Facebook, or other social media. So you can see that um, these questions are going to um, answer some policy holes, potentially. So the CDC, if you don't know by now, um, has driven a lot of policy and influence I guess you could say related to, you know, the past uh, two years of uh, craziness dealing with uh, the virus. Here's some cigarette smoking questions. So you can see it's like a health assessment, uh, health risk assessment. Um, here's something I see something about religious purposes. So question number 37, um, the context above it says the next five questions ask about drinking alcohol. This includes drinking beer, wine, flavored alcoholic beverages, and liquor such as rum, gin, vodka, or whiskey. For these questions, drinking alcohol does not include drinking a few sips of wine for religious purposes. So anyway, if all of this is too invasive, uh, you just don't take the survey. Um, question number 36 says during the past 30 days on how many days did you use electronic vapor product to vape marijuana, also called pot or weed, including THC, THC concentrates, hash oil, or waxes? Man, I'm really behind on the times. So I don't even know what some of that stuff is. So you can see it's um, going through a lot of different topics. And like I said, um, okay, so this one's specifically for high school, this one that I'm reading to you. There's another one that states right at the bottom right-hand corner of the page, uh, North. it will say 2021, the year, North Carolina, and then middle school, YRBS. So you can find these things online as well. Um, and then going down to the bottom, I see carrots and vegetables mentioned. So healthy eating habits, physical activity, um, a segment about the pandemic, and then... Uh, let's see if I can make it to the bottom quickly. Okay, this is the end of the survey. Thank you very much for your help. Um, and looks like the so it's 99 questions in some. And so again, that's the CDC. Um, I don't remember the whole giant name youth risk behavioral survey, I think I got it 2021 North Carolina high school youth youth risk behavior survey. So um not a big deal, right? I mean, yeah, it's a big deal if you want to sit there and fill it all out and then be outraged that um, now the CDC knows all this information about you, your sleep habits, your smoking habits, your sexuality, your uh, sex habits, um, and again, geared toward high school st students in this uh, specific survey. And so I just want to... Um, point to uh, how they're actually going to use this material if you do choose to participate. Um, they also have, oh, I got the wrong slide here, let's see. They have um, some content on the CDC website that um, breaks everything up into the into categories. So um, where, whether it was a breakfast category or trying to lose weight or trying marijuana, um, all of those categories are broken down for uh, you to go ahead and compare the data and the collection that they just did. So I'll go ahead and um, zoom in, I guess, apparently. So based on this um, data on the CDC website, uh, so you can see it's yrbs-explorer.services.cdc.
cdc.gov and I've zoomed in quite a bit. And one of the tables says, were you ever tested for human immunodeficiency virus? So there was actually apparently a, a HIV question embedded into um, the series as well. So, and I'll just try to zoom back out so you can see what that looks like. So yeah, CDC at the top left-hand corner of the page um, and multicolor GUIs, graphic user interface, you know, buttons to just make it easier for you to um, find the information. So this is a 2019 supplementary table to explore youth risk behavior survey questions in the United States for the year 2019 that I'm sharing. Um, and here's another thing. So I am, oh, it's popping up crazy. But anyway, I'm in North Carolina. So um, this is an example of Cumberland County Schools, how they're implementing the survey. But Cum Cumberland County Schools uh, says, we're taking part in the 2021 Youth Risk Behavior Survey. The survey is sponsored by the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction in conjunction with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, AKA the CDC. So it says uh, right there, and it um, helps you understand what it's asking about. The survey will ask about health behaviors of sixth through 12th grade students. The, the survey will ask about nutrition, physical activity, injuries, tobacco, alcohol, and other drug use. And you can see it went on to ask other questions uh, based on the, some of the questions I just read. It will also ask about abstinence, AIDS, and STD education. So we just skimmed through it. Um, it also goes on to say middle and high school students will be asked to fill out a survey that takes about 35 minutes to complete. Doing this online survey will cause little or no risk to your child. However, I mean, it's really a personal decision. Do you want to share um, private information with who knows who it, whose hands it's going into? And then you can see um, on this part of the screen, uh, if you would like to see sample surveys from middle and high school students, please click on one of the links below. And so you, parents, grandparents, guardians, or just taxpayers, if they're curious to know, uh, you know, where their dollars are going or whatever, um, there's two options here to click on the middle, middle school survey or the high school. And then also there is a permission slip form right below that category. So it says the deadline to turn it in is no later than November 19th, 2021 for this specific school district. So um, there was something I read that, um, it showed the surveys were going to begin in September and then wrap up December 2021. So, um, so that might th those timelines might not apply to your district specifically, but at least you know kind of what quarter it's going to be in. All right, and let's see. I wanted to show another example of a survey. So I mentioned in the beginning of this recording that I talked about PanoramaEducation.com today, which um, the U.S. Attorney General has a son-in-law that has invested and um, promoted this type of um, material in schools. Schools will say that um, Panorama is in the schools for free. It's a type of survey also, but it is a social-emotional uh, learning survey, a different kind of survey. Um, and then what I'm showing here, so you could go, go to that recording and here, uh, what um, I interviewed a woman named Michelle Antoine that I mentioned earlier, 
And so you can go and utilize all the research work that Michelle Antoine has done and learn about um, why you might be concerned about panorama. But the same concepts are going to apply if you do not want your children uh, participating in um, the survey chaos, then you just simply opt out. Unfortunately, with panorama education, they've been around for a few years and um, I think it's well immersed most likely into the school systems. So you may have seen controversial issues already in government schools for years and years. So just uh, apply that to um, Panorama Ed because it's been around for quite a few years. And so anyway, I do want to share this example. So I mentioned this earlier where one North Carolina school district um, actually opted out of Panorama education. So if parents want to put their outrage towards something, they could start uh, asking their school district, hey, why are we using this? Are we spying on our children? Are we indoctrinating children? So you see right here in the article, it says indoctrination platform and quotes aiming to mold students into social justice warriors. And like I said, those are all things we talked about earlier today in the other um, recording. And it was called uh, parent concerns, and then I had a colon for panorama. So um, like I said, they sold it based on it being free to the school system, but um, it's also initiative to get more staff in the school buildings because if you're worried about a student's social emotional status, uh, you're going to need professionals in the school building to actually reach out to those students and help them and probably point them to government services. And that's just the way the nature of the system, it seems like. But here in this article, you can see an actual cost to this school district. It would have been $184,000 for Panorama services over a certain time period. So you can go back and read this article if you like. Uh, this is the Moore County Board of Educa Education meeting um, written by... Ted Fitzgerald uh, through the Pilot News. This article is June 15th, 2021. Oh, I'm sorry. The photo was by Ted Fitzgerald. The article was written by Mary Kate Murphy. So June 15th, 2021, the article title, School Survey Platform on Hold After Political Debate. So put your outrage to good use. And then finally, I have one more little survey I want to mention. So this is from years ago. You may remember... So at the top of the page, it's titled something about the, so this is by NC Values Coalition, um, a nonprofit that took help take action uh, when they caught wind of students, um, individual civil rights being violated uh, within Wake County school system in North Carolina. It's a very large school district, um, but uh Anyway, they're up, up against the beast. Uh, it's such a large district, and um, the teachers union has a very large voice, even though they say they're non-existent. I mean, it acts like a union, talks like a union. Um, anyway, so this one, this article is called Survey. Do you believe the social justice standards should be taught in K-12 K classrooms? Um, I don't see a date on this one, but I remember it was a few years back. So the writer... Let's see. I don't know if it says who the writer is. Last week, we reported on an incident where Miss Melissa Wilson, a high school English teacher at Heritage High School, had her students take a diversity inventory survey. The word survey looks like it's missing that asked them to identify their sexual orientation, gender, religion, socioeconomic class, as well as 
those of their family members, doctors, etc. Very controversial because when you scroll down to the end of the article, you see that they cited uh, U.S. Code, 20 U.S. Code uh, 1232H, Protection of Pupil Rights. So this um, civil rights clause says, B, limits on survey, analysis, or evaluations. No student shall be required as part of any applicable program to submit to a survey, analysis, or evaluation that reveals information concerning, and then numbers one through nine. So one, political affiliations or beliefs of the student or the student's parents. So that is protected information. Uh, two, mental or psychological problems of the student or the student's family. Three, uh, sex behavior or attitudes. Four, illegal, antisocial, self-incriminating, or demeaning behavior. Five, critical appraisals of other individuals with whom respondents have close family relationships. Six, legally recognized privileged relationships such as those with lawyers, physicians, ministers. Imagine that. Six uh, has uh, protections for a patient and their doctor. I wonder if this is still on the books. Do you think it is? <laughs> And lawyers tell you all the time that their, you know, their speech is protected meant specifically for their clients. Ministers, we don't hear that so much, but we used to, it used to be common knowledge with uh, doctor-patient relationships. But now with, uh, you know, this virus silliness, uh, it seems like a lost, lost thing. Seven says religious practices, affiliations, beliefs of the student or student's parent, or Eight, income other than that required by law to determine eligibility for participation in a program or for receiving financial assistance under such program. Nine, without prior consent of the student, if the student is an adult or emancipated minor or in the case of un M. Okay, so they have some words missing here. But it, um, it goes on to explain um, religious practices, sexuality, critical appraisals of other individuals. So anyway, you could go back and read this. Uh, I wish it was dated so we knew exactly how old it was. We could see some tweets embedded in the article. It just says May 4th, but it does not say the year. So I just wanted to illustrate there's a variety of surveys out there. Um, yeah, outrage can be called for and appropriate, um, you know, but there's a time and a place for that, I would I would just say. So um, before you jump on the outrage bandwagon or before you, um, you know, like somebody's YouTube channel that really is not well informed on a topic, um, pause and, and see if that information is duplicated in other spaces. So um, anyways, hope you guys got some useful information out of this. Let me know what you think uh, on my Substack, perhaps. And uh, as always, I hope you will like, comment, and share and um, empower folks to do something and not just sit by and um, be careful who you choose for your leaders and where you get your sources of information. I would just caution you with that. And don't forget to support some of um, these folks that I've put up in interviews because they're just uh, volunteers, just like I am. And um They've done some great work. So that's all I'm going to say. Take care, guys.